We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I think for Republican voters, the biggest thing they have to look at now is that, you know, we're going to have a, a, a guy running for president who from March 4th, probably for the next four to six weeks, will be every day in a courtroom in Washington, D.C. and not campaigning against Joe Biden. Um, this is disastrous for the Republican Party. Well, uh, Chris Christie highlighting the obvious that that's the plan. Krispy Kreme. Who are you kidding? They're the left. And as I'm fond of saying, because it's true, they have no sense of irony whatsoever, do they? They are accusing President Trump of election interference in the 2020 election as they are actively engaging in election interference in the 2024 election. Who uh, sent that out yesterday? Was that my friend Brent Bozell? I think it was Brent Bozell. The first. And uh, yesterday we were just getting word of all this uh, stuff as we were wrapping up the big radio broadcast uh, yesterday. And uh, boy, no sense of irony whatsoever. And if we had a news media, gosh, I wonder what they would be doing. And if our news media had a brain, I wonder what they would be doing with that. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Uh, pretty extraordinary stuff that we're witnessing here in the United States of America. I, uh, very treacherous and dangerous times because the left, these are not liberals, this is the left. And keep in mind, the Democratic Party isn't. That's a key. Friendly fire isn't. Common courtesy isn't. And the Democratic Party isn't, to name but a few isn'ts that we have on our list. of. Uh, but it is a, uh, it's a truly amazing time in the United States of America. We've got cringe, uh, you know, cringe, the White House spokesmodel. Is she really, was she the model for uh, Raggedy Ann, or did that come before her? Uh, it's hard to say. That's like a chicken or the egg thing, isn't it? Uh, but cringe yesterday, she uh, was asked a question, and only one question, I think, and it was by Peter Ducey, wasn't it, about the new poll numbers that are in that show that 77% of us, the American people, believe that uh, Joe Biden is too old for a second term. What are the Democrats going to do to get rid of Joe Biden? Remember, we got we should play that audio today too, Michael, where Joe Biden says that he'll fake an illness. Remember that, where Joe Biden said that he'd fake an illness and get out of the way so that Cacklin Kamala, you know, Willie Brown's girlfriend, could become president of the United States because it really doesn't matter which sock puppet is living in the White House as long as you've got, you know, Barack Obama and his Frank Marshall Davis and Saul Alinsky behind the curtain pulling the strings uh, somebody's got to be the puppet master there because Joe Biden is obviously just a puppet. So anytime there's a puppet, you need puppet masters. Can you say masters anymore? Is that what kind of a degree you get after you get your bachelor's degree? Do you get what? What is that a a main degree? Because what do they call it in uh, in real estate now? You can't say master bedroom. Oh, primary. So it'll be a primary degree. Maybe it'll be a primary degree, something like that. A lot of mental illness in the United States, of America. That's another thing we ought to be talking about too. The epidemic of mental illness 
That is, uh, I think the Democrats have unleashed it in the United States of America, haven't they? I blame them, naturally, because you know, they're the puppet masters of our culture. They have cultural dominance and information dominance, and they're convincing kindergarten boys that they're kindergarten girls and vice versa. They, uh, they're not well. Uh, the you know, demented, grown men covered with hair pretending to be women twerking in the faces of first graders because, you know, they're Democrats. You know how they are. They, um, they're not on our side, are they? No, they're not. And so I've got uh, lots of stuff for you. And, and you know, the, uh, the, the, the Democrat activist, frothy left-wing judge in Washington, D.C., not to be confused with the frothy activist left-wing spawn of the Black Panther Party prosecutor in Atlanta or the George Soros prosecutor in New York. It's not like the left is on a jihad here or anything like that. Not a chance. And uh, as I've been saying for quite some time now, I um, if I were in the security business, I would not want to be the head of President Trump's security detail because the left is on the loose. They are they are, boy, are they on the loose. They're uh, going crazy. And they, they've been wheedling their way into the bureaucracy for decades now. We saw that um, Barack Obama, who was mentored by a card-carrying member of the Communist Party as a teen by the name of uh, Frank Marshall Davis, and then he became an uh, acolyte of a uh, descendant of Saul Alinsky, the radical leftist, tear-down America and capitalism leader. You know, Hillary Clinton was in there with him, too. She hung out with him. She interned with him. They're very, they were very close before he went on to hell where uh, Satan is roasting him, but, uh, but never mind that. And uh, then uh, Barack Obama became president, and he chose uh, penitentiary face John Brennan, right? Uh, and everybody knows him as penitentiary face. John Brennan as CIA director, and, and I guess he, you know, he got that job by bragging to Obama that he had voted for the Communist Party candidate for the presidency of the United States, Gus Hall. This is all true. Everything I've said is true. You can look it up. If you're a liberal, it might damage your brain, uh, that much information making its way into your squirrel-like uh, cranium, but, but never mind that. So we've got these commies. It's, this is the real left. These are not liberals. The spawn of the Black Panthers in Atlanta, the spawn of George Soros in New York, this uh, frothy Trump-hating lunatic judge, who said, I know, I'll make the court date the day before Super Tuesday. That'll show him, ah, ah. And she peeled the scaly skin off of her head and revealed herself to be uh, just uh, just amazing stuff. So i just uh, scratching the surface on that because the Democrats are rigging the election again. They are, they are tampering with, just as the felonious 51, including penitentiary face Brennan and former CIA director Mike Morrell, uh, at the instigation, I might add, of now Secretary of State Antony Blinken when he was with the Biden campaign, instigating that letter by the 51 liars from the intelligence community, including, including one of Dana Bash's ex-husbands. By the way, I like to point that out because it's fun. And, uh, <laughs> and they, the 51 of them signed on to that letter, right? And it was a big lie, and it was designed to deceive the American people on the lead-up to Election Day because they wanted uh, Biden to win and Trump to lose. So the intelligence community was in on it. And then the FBI, you know, they were all over uh, Twitter and Facebook telling them not to allow people to share the truthful and accurate reporting about Hunter Biden's laptop and the contents thereof. 
uh, with people on the lead up to election day. That is, uh, you know, called rigging the election. That's tampering with the presidential election. That is, uh, and it's so ironic that they have the temerity, the uh, the audacity to say that President Trump uh, tampered with the 2020 election, right? Joe Biden got a record number of votes, like 10 million more votes than Barack Obama got because that's 10 million racist Democrat voters, I guess. Never mind that. And millions more than Hillary Clinton got because millions of sexist Democrat voters. But they all came out for a lunch bucket. Joe sitting there with his mouth hanging open and porridge running down his chin in his basement, in his high chair with a bib on, eating porridge, watching back-to-back episodes of Hazel. He loves that Shirley Booth. (laughs) And and, uh, honestly, this is our uh, political system in the 21st century in the United States of America. You know how it got this way? The left. The left is here. That is, that's the problem that we're having here. They're not liberals. They're the left. Now, let's go to, uh, it was Victoria Newland. Victoria Newland is a Democrat apparatchik. She uh, comes from within the machine, and she was a uh, State Department official uh, under the, uh, the Obama administration, and uh, she was testifying up on Capitol Hill, amazingly. Did she lie, Michael? Did she? Because you know how they like to lie under oath, these people. Like, uh, you remember James Clapper, the director of national intelligence, he lied about spying on all of us. Oh, there's another story today about the NSA spying on all of us, but with dignity and respect. They want to spy on all of us. Uh, Well, they're saying they're not spying on us with dignity and respect, but communists in China and stuff like that. But with dignity and respect, that's the the way they plan on spying uh, because they're not on our side. Can I just tell you they're not on our side? Because they're not... She was Deputy uh, Secretary of State. She's a leftist, uh, a radical, an extremist. I don't actually think she's a radical and extremist, uh, but this is the rhetoric that we all use now. It's been prescribed by the left with their information dominance. Uh, these terms become a part of the lexicon, and, and these are the, the terms that we hurl at one another. Uh, speaking of hurling, let's go to, uh, <laughs> let's go to Victoria Nuland. She was testifying before Congress, and she revealed something very important. She didn't mean to. She was chuckling and the Democrats were all chuckling and they were, you know, counting their money from Ukraine and China and, and covering up the crimes of their political allies and, you know, Congress. You know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And um, and here's Victoria Newland when she explained uh, where they got their, you know, their rules and whose playbook they're using. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Classic Russian technique, you see. That's the uh, thing. And she's really talking about Soviet. Um, but uh, pay no attention to that. They, they don't know the difference. They, they're, they're happy to... They actually were sad when the Soviet Union fell um, because they were kind of on their side, you know what I mean? But now uh, they're, it's classic Russian technique to accuse you of doing what they're doing themselves or what they're about to do themselves. And as they're uh, um, uh, accusing President Trump of tampering with and corrupting the 2020 election, um, and and this has to do with January 6th, the election was over, the electoral votes were being counted. That's kind of late in the game uh, to do that, but never mind that. And now we've got the... uh, you know, the uh, Obama judges and, uh, and in Washington, the radical extremist Obama judge, 
that is uh, accusing President Trump of uh, tampering in our election. And then she sets the trial, the court date, the trial date for the day before Super Tuesday when the, you know, a presidential candidate has to be out campaigning, right? Am I right about that? So aren't they, isn't she tampering with the 2024 election? Isn't she engaging in politically corrupt abuses of power? Uh, Of course she is. And uh, it's a classic Russian technique, according to a longtime left-wing Democrat uh, and um, Obama administration. She must have a job somewhere in the Biden administration, too, unless she's making lots of money from Ukraine or Russia or something. You know how these guys go. So she's subverting the election, but uh, pay no attention to that uh, and the process because the news media is fine with it. They're like, what? you got to set the date sometime, right? Yeah, sure. Sure it is. Yeah, just, uh, just amazing stuff. So um, we got that. Also, we learned um, uh, David Weiss. You know, David Weiss, he is the special counsel now in the U.S. attorney in Delaware who used to work with Bo Biden, who has long ties to the Biden family. And he's been slow rolling the American people with a an investigation of Hunter Biden that's more than five years long, came up with a couple of misdemeanor tax charges that were then quietly dropped a couple of Thursdays ago, and the news media didn't pay any attention to it because they are, as I like to remind, the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. But this is a truly extraordinary moment, and this whole this whole um, trial date thing um, is is designed and timed um, by way of abuses of power to create the maximum damage to President Trump's efforts at uh, re-election. But that's, uh, but that's no problem. That's uh, really, that's considered to be okay. And this judge in Washington, D.C., Chutkin, that's not a very good name, is it? C-H-U-T-K-A-N, Chutkin. You ever know anybody named Chutkin? You go to school with anybody named Chutkin? Uh, Tanya S. Chutkin. She, um, you know, she has been waging a, a vendetta against Donald Trump, President Trump, former President Trump, and of course, she is the the Democrat judge in charge of the Washington phase of the Trump lynching. Uh, bring the tree, bring the rope. You're a Democrat party. They have a long history of lynching people. They are the party of racist lynching in America. That's your Democrat party. Jefferson Davis, Nathan Bedford Forrest, Jim Crow, Democrats. Oh, you see, uh, Joe Biden also claimed uh, the... Old racist Democrat senator from the South, Strom Thurmond, who I met many times, um, later in life became a Republican after he gave up racism. And Joe Biden made up a story about how he, Joe Biden, convinced Strom Thurmond to vote for the Civil Rights Act. And it was kind of an amazing feat given the fact that Joe Biden was years away from becoming a senator and um, Strom Thurmond voted against the Civil Rights Act. Other than that, it's a pretty good story. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. That's your, your Democrat party. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, vaccines and masks coming back if the left has their way. Not that they're authoritarian or anything like that. We've got weather 
And uh, you see all the crazy Democrats blocking roads in Washington, D.C. and in Nevada, upsetting the police in Nevada, at least, getting a little of what they deserve. Got a hurricane coming toward California. And how about all those uh, migrants from Uzbekistan smuggled into the United States, courtesy of smugglers that are working for ISIS? You know, the terrorist group, radical Islamic jihadis. Pay no attention to any of this stuff. I'll, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Uh, Victoria Nuland with the Russian playbook is actually back in the uh, Biden State Department now working for Antony Blinken as acting deputy secretary of state. And uh, Antony Blinken is the one that got the intelligence community to gin up that fake letter that was a big lie to the American people, an information operation run against the American people designed to uh, affect the outcome of our election. They're supposed to affect the outcome of elections in Africa and Asia, not in the United States. But that's what they did. That's what you call a seditious conspiracy. And they should all be arrested and be in handcuffs and on trial in Washington with Republican judges. We have to find them somewhere. Let's go to the phones, Michael. Let's go to let's go to Helen calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Helen, Helen, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, I thought I'd make a call before I start uh, cleaning up the yard before that storm makes its way up here. Um, I, I This morning I was listening to ABC Radio News, and I believe the reporter's name was John Stallness. I didn't quite catch it. But what I did catch is, you know, he did not use the term alleged uh, before his, in his statement, Trump's attempt to overthrow the election. And... Um, this I've I've been seeing this all over the news, and I think they're just saying it without using the term alleged. And they constantly use the term alleged, as they should, uh, because it's a legal thing. Uh, even for the worst, obvious, most mass murderers, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But in the in the case of Trump, uh, they really where there's really a very iffy case against Trump. There, they do not. Use the word alleged. Are you suggesting that um, that journalism is um, somehow corrupt in the United States of America? I think they are definitely slanting the news. They're definitely slanting the news via their words. Or yes, they are. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. 
We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I want an update for you on Joe Biden. You know, he's a cluster bomb president. He's cluster bomb Biden. Cluster Joe. That's a cleaned up version. (laughs) Everything he does is a cluster. But uh, amazingly, the Washington Post actually did a story today, shockingly, on the cluster bombs that Joe Biden sent to Ukraine. And, uh, you know, they're uh, they're, uh, killing people. I think mostly children and innocent people. Right, Michael? Isn't that the uh, thing? Because uh, cluster bombs. But never mind that. I'll get to that story in a bit. Now, um, so many amazing stories. The lead story in the Washington Post, they write with great, great glee and excitement. Trump's D.C. trial date set for March 4th. Political, comma, legal timelines collide. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Nothing deliberate about the timing whatsoever. Pay no attention to the politics of all this. Obstruction case to begin on eve of Super Tuesday. Once again, no sense of irony. This is obstruction of the 2024 election by a radical Democrat judge in Washington, D.C., who is uh, not on the side of America or jurisprudence or the Constitution or the rule of law. She's on the side of the Democrat Party, which is run by the international left. And uh, boy, are they not on our side. And I want to get to... uh, I want to get to that. Also, though, strangely, the Washington Post has a story today. Some fear commercial real estate bust may spiral, meaning there's already a commercial real estate bust. And they've got a subheadline that's kind of a pull quote. The urban doom loop could pose the next economic hazard. That is, the Democrats are destroying our cities at such a rapid rate from Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and Los Angeles to New York and Washington, D.C. and Atlanta and and beyond, that the country may collapse because the left is destroying. Did you see the uh, radicals uh, laying in the road uh, to protest the environment or something in Nevada? And they had a big sign that that, uh, said, uh, what, it it is uh, destroy capitalism or, um, yeah, they're they're anti-capitalist because... You know, and uh, the, the, in San Francisco and Portland and Seattle and and beyond, they're anti-capitalist too because you know they're commies. Let's uh, let's just that's be. I played a couple of sound bites for you yesterday. Very mainstream, normal people. Um, the uh, uh, lieutenant governor of Texas uh, calling them socialist Marxists, the Democrat radicals, and and they are radicals. And then uh, who was the other one that called them socialists yesterday? Oh, yeah, the, the Chicago alderman, who's a Democrat, calling him socialist, too. Um, yeah, because they're not capitalists, and they're not Americans, and they're not constitutionalists, and they don't support the Bill of Rights, and, and they're not on our side. They call themselves Democrats, but they're not. Um, oh, yeah, speaking of uh, uh, the cluster bombs killing children, I mentioned yesterday that over the weekend in Washington, D.C., that it was big, it was front-page news yesterday that a white guy in Florida killed three black people. It's a guy who has a, a history of mental illness. He had been involuntarily institutionalized in a mental institution. He's only 21 years old now. But in 2017, he had been involuntarily institutionalized in a mental institution. 
And yet the red flag laws that the Democrats set up did not prevent him from legally buying guns, including something similar to an AR-15. Democrats don't know what those are. They just know they're afraid of them. And a handgun, and then he murdered three uh, people. The three people he murdered were black. And then he murdered himself, which was thoughtful and appropriate, I think. Now, that said, that was big national news. At the same time, three children were murdered in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Today is Tuesday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three teenagers were murdered in Washington, D.C. Two of them were uh, 17-year-olds, I believe, and they were shot to death. And the third was a 16-year-old girl. Everybody's black, uh, but there's no crisis there. Pay no attention to that. And they're all killed by black people, and there's no crisis there. Don't pay attention to that because the Democrats say so, and the media, but I repeat myself, they say so by not talking about it and not reporting it. But the 16-year-old girl was killed in Washington, D.C. at the corner of 14th and U. Uh, My best girl and I were in that neighborhood over the weekend, and and there's a McDonald's there. And the 16-year-old got into a dispute with uh, another 16-year-old girl, a 16-year-old girl, and a 16-year-old girl. And um, they're from Maryland, and they came into D.C. They're at the uh, McDonald's at 14th Street and U. And um, they had a fight over the sweet and sour sauce. So one 16-year-old girl stabbed the other 16-year-old girl to death over the sweet and sour sauce. At about 2 o'clock in the morning at a McDonald's. I didn't know they had sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's. And... uh, and that, so the 16-year-old girl is murdered. That's not national news. That's not even local news. That's, that's barely in the, in the paper at all. Uh, pay no attention to any of that. But if three teenagers, a girl and two boys, are murdered in Washington, D.C., and they're all black, uh, it's not news because they were murdered by three black people, probably three uh, teenagers, right? And, that's, and that, so that's not news. See how that goes? That is, as we were discussing yesterday with one of our brilliant uh, listeners that called in, that is, uh, as they say in the news business, dog bites man, you know, an everyday occurrence, pay no attention to that. And there will be 9,950 of those this year, as there were last year, uh, African-Americans being murdered in the United States, but pay no attention to that because that's not news. However, a white guy kills three black people in Florida, mental illness, shouldn't have been able to buy a gun, red flag laws didn't work. Uh, and that's big news for days because, you know, the effort is to paint Whitey as racist and to ignore, um, you know, black crime. And don't say black on black crime because that's racist, see? And that's the left's way of making sure that we never talk about this by labeling anybody racist if you bring it up. And that is the most effective way of making sure that we don't do anything about it because that way we can whistle past the graveyard thousands of times a year and pay no attention to this massacre, this genocide. And then there's the 40% abortion rate of African-Americans in the womb uh, that the Democrats give out awards for, the Margaret Sanger Award, who is a racist eugenicist, and they give out awards with her name on it. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Democrats. Hillary Clinton got a Margaret Sanger Award. Hanoi Jane Fonda got a Margaret Sanger Award. They're very proudly displayed in their homes, I have no doubt. Eugenicist, racist, but pay no attention. Also in Chicago, Illinois. Since we're talking about Democrats, TV news crew, there was a TV news crew that was out doing a story on robbery sprees and the TV news crew was robbed. 
because the Democrats defund the police and um, they uh, coddle the criminals and put them back on the street and don't want bail and don't want to put people in jail for violent crimes. And I don't want to put people in jail for, for anything, but violent crimes and certainly not for nonviolent crimes, but for violent crimes using guns and knives and, you know, uh, killing people. Uh, we should probably, if we don't have laws that are sufficient, maybe we should uh, create some laws that are sufficient. But the uh, CWB in Chicago, TV news crew robbed while reporting on Chicago robbery sprees. Armed men targeted at least 30 people in about 12 hours. Police say they're um, um, on the lookout for Democrats because nobody is a white guy wearing a MAGA hat in any of these crimes in Washington, D.C. or Chicago or New York or any place else. Pretty amazing stuff. So an armed robbery problem has become so bad in Chicago that armed robbers this morning robbed a TV news crew doing a story about armed robbery (laughs) in the West Town neighborhood of Chicago. That unbelievable development came as at least 30 people were robbed or carjacked during sprees between Sunday afternoon and Monday morning. That's about a 12-hour period, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, right? Maybe 15 hours. And, and no, Chicago police have not announced any arrests in connection with the latest crime waves. A reporter and photojournalist were preparing to do a live shot about the latest robbery spree, when a holdup crew rolled up on them on the 1200 block of North Milwaukee shortly after 5 a.m. That's, you know, criminals don't usually get up that early. Must have been up all night. Must be the coke uh, or the crack, you know, which is a form of coke. But wonder if Hunter Biden was around. Without identifying the victims as a news crew, a Chicago police spokesperson who was genderless confirmed that a 28-year-old man and a 42-year-old man were outside the 1200 block North Milwaukee um, when a black SUV, probably being oppressed in a black uh, SUV, and gray sedan, two vehicles, pulled up. Three men got out of the vehicles wearing ski masks and displaying guns. Hey, it's on display. I'm displaying my gun. But, you know, guns, uh, handguns are illegal in uh, Chicago, and so the news crew, they couldn't have uh, guns of their own, and the citizens can't have guns because they banned them. So when you outlaw guns, only outlaws have guns. Um, how, how many times do we have to prove that? They took the victim's personal belongings, went into their work vehicle, and stole the TV station's camera. A source familiar with the crime confirmed adding that the victims were working for Univision, Univision, the Spanish-language station. Did they just try to speak Spanish to him and see if they could talk about him? They're the second Chicago TV news unit to be robbed this month, just this month. Earlier, a woman was carjacked on the same block. Police said three men got out of a blue sedan around... 10, 12 p.m. on Sunday evening. I guess they they weren't going to church with the family. One pointed a gun at her and took control of her white Ford Escape. White Ford Escape. Sure, the burst and robberies hit Wicker Park and Bucktown on Sunday afternoon. Based on the description of the offender's getaway car, a gray Nissan with heavily tinted windows. 
That's what we call a clue. Wait a minute. And uh, ski masks and hoodies in August in Chicago. Nothing to see here, right? Just But hoodies aren't sinister. Don't say that hoodies are sinister. Right? I th- Trayvon Martin was wearing a hoodie, wasn't he? Was it because, and then they told us if he said, yeah, a hoodie in Florida in the summertime and uh, nothing. And the Democrats accuse you of being racist for saying that hoodies that uh, conceal your identity are an issue of any kind. Pretty amazing stuff. So, yeah, and then uh, 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 more incidents uh, followed. Dun, dun, dun. Man, oh, man. Also, uh, police said, 1800 block of West Cortland, Chicago police spokesman said, a 54-year-old man was parking in his garage when two robbers exited a gold Nissan Altima. They're being oppressed in a gold Nissan Altima and took property from him and a 22-year-old woman in his car. And then several masked men robbed a woman in the 400 block of North Carpenter. Then a group tried to rob a man in the 1300 block of North Wicker Park. And then a crew tried to rob, they just call him a crew now. We're using uh, gang language in the media reports. A crew tried to rob a white SUV, 1100 block of North Hermitage. And then another robbery attempt and reported Bloomingdale and Winchester. Pay no attention. Then a group apparently tried to carjack another vehicle, 1600 block of West Chicago. And uh, there you go. Now, uh, in the meantime, and in between time, in San Francisco, California, they, uh, they have a, um, a bakery there. They have a bakery in San Francisco that is refusing to serve police. They refuse to serve police because they're police and they're liberals and they uh, hate the police. And, and let's go because we have the lady who is the, the head of the police union in, in San Francisco. And um, she was on the television early this morning. Uh, actually, she was on last night, but, but uh, uh, the audio I grabbed was from this morning. San Francisco Police Union Representative Tracy McCray, San Francisco police officer, talking about the bakery that refuses in San Francisco. Now, they defunded the police in San Francisco by about $120 million dollars as Democrats are wont to do. And uh, then police officers went into this radical left-wing extremist bakery in San Francisco, and uh, the people running the place refused. They said, well, we don't serve police, and we don't serve anybody with guns. You can't have a gun because we're peace-loving. I expect they'll be robbed repeatedly now that they've uh, made this, this so clear uh, pretty extraordinary stuff. San Francisco Bakery is reserving, ref, refusing to serve police officers because its policy does not allow guns inside the store. Reams, kind of interesting that there's a bakery in San Francisco called Reams. Re, really? Honestly? Um, but uh, can you buy you know, like uh, uh, lubricant jelly there? Uh, Reams went into, police officer went into Reams, Reams Bakery in San Francisco. I get the reply from their director of people and culture saying their policy is in uniformed armed, right? Had there was nothing saying about, you know, well it's firearms because of the gun violence or this and that. No, it's uniform armed. And really let's just put all kidding aside, that's directed at police officers. Just say what you mean and we can move on. Right. There are plenty of other businesses that don't have a problem with us walking in and buying something. The uh, the the owners uh, who are uh, self-identified liberals 
said, in a time of increased gun violence, good idea to do away with the police and defund them, particularly impacting people of color, stop shooting everybody, all right? Uh, Youth and queer people, well, it is San Francisco, sure it is. We believe that a strict policy of prohibiting guns in our restaurant keeps us safer. Well, I guess uh, that remains to be seen. Now, if I'm a police officer and I get a call for Reams Bakery that they're being uh, robbed, I, I think I might make a wrong turn en route to uh, Reams Bakery. I think they should be on a computerized list of businesses and locations that are not eligible for police services and fire services, any 911 services. Uh, this is your Democrat Party. They love murder. They hate the police. America starts the day with America in the morning. Pending home sales numbers, they tanked in April, but there are. Hi, I'm John Trout, your host for the latest news, politics, entertainment, business, and weather. Octane action in the dust, a new film puts. Our staff of correspondents provide a fast paced look at the world with specialized reports from where news happens. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Amazon. Concise, accurate, and fresh each day. America in the morning, the podcast, available wherever you listen. Obstruction and election interference and no sense of irony all come together in Washington. President Trump, Democrat judge. Welcome to the third world. I've been saying for years the left is the precursor to third worldism. Any country the left takes over becomes a third world country. And the left is here, and they call themselves the Democrat Party. Let's go to uh, the phones. Let's go to Tony calling from Tampa, Florida. Tony, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thank you, Chris. Um, On any given weekend in Chicago, 10 or 12 people are shot, 3 or 4 people are killed. Trump wants to send the National Guard in there to, uh, to disrupt the gang violence, and they called him a racist. And uh, by, what, by what I mean is they, the school, the, excuse me, those Stone Age Democrats and their allies in the media. Well, yes, and now there is a uh, radical, crazy, left-wing, lunatic, anti-Semite city council member in D.C. that is calling for the National Guard on the streets of Washington, D.C. because they defunded the police and then they neutered the police and the, the, the ability of the police to enforce the law in Washington. And then this guy, Trayon White, who thinks that the Rothschild family controls the weather and makes it snow because he's a bright one. Um, he's calling for the National Guard uh, to be called on the streets of, of Washington, D.C. Also, you may remember Senator Tom Cotton was uh, able to publish a piece in the New York Times uh, saying when the Democrats were burning our cities from coast to coast and looting and, and uh, attacking police and police stations and police cars, Senator Tom Cotton, Harvard Law School combat vet, uh, uh, he called for the National Guard to be uh, to be called up to quell the riots. And uh, the New York Times went into a spasmodic fit. The employees there did, and they actually drove out the head of the uh, uh, of the editorial page of the New York Times, forced him out of the paper for uh, merely raising the the prospect. Because you know, honestly, Tony, it's because they prefer murder and mayhem 
and carjackings and lootings to law and order. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of season two of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge seasons one and two of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.